1: Jake jay am joined by damon mcdonald it's thursday the 2nd of november 2023 this is episode 279 it's the halloween spooktacular damon Woo! what's uh what's the scariest
2: thing my life <laughs> <laughs> um uh no I, I i don't know what's this, do you I, I don't know what's the scariest thing uh, my
1: wife, when she enters the room in about 10 minutes and realizes I've started the podcast without putting the children to bed, that's uh, pretty scary, Damon.
2: It's <laughs> a little frightening, uh, but it always makes for fun, right? It always makes for a good show. always makes for a couple of laughs to have real life kick in. Yep. Awesome. Um, I hate Halloween,
1: Halloween activities.
2: No, I hate Halloween. Um, good plan. Well, he's, uh, again, this kind of goes back to, for those people, long-time listeners that are in on the bit, uh, I don't like people knocking on the door. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and uh, I am just in no mood for it right now. And so it was – there were times where like uh, – so Halloween, the, the actual trick or treating – Kicked off like around um, three in the afternoon, I guess. And then uh, I did it for a little bit. And then uh, Cheryl came home. And there were times where people were just knocking on the door and I was just sitting on the couch. <laughs> I didn't get up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I don't care anymore. I don't fucking care. You have
1: decorations if... in the front of your
2: house. Oh, God. Yes. Should... Okay. The, the sad part about it is is that this is like Cheryl's wheelhouse. Like she uh-huh. is obsessed with all these different decorations and all these little knick-knacky things. Uh, like that's her—that's her jam. So it kind of sucks that I'm like I—I don't—I mean I, I don't care either way. Like I'm—I I'm don't like actively be like, no, you can't fucking put this. No, knock yourself out. If that's what makes you happy, do it. But to me, it does absolutely fucking nothing. It annoys me to no end. Um, and uh, I sound like the biggest fucking grouch, but it's just, I don't know. I, I'm surprised it's still a thing, to be honest with you. I'm surprised it's still a thing that in this day and age, one day a year, kids will just randomly knock on doors, <laughs> stick out their bags or their sacks or whatever they have, and then I got to give them something candy. Like, it, like. Just on the surface, it sounds bizarre. But <laughs> it's been around for a long time, hasn't it? They should probably get over it by right now. <laughs> it happens every every year. It doesn't, doesn't change. Uh, how about you? Do you guys celebrate any differently? Do you guys go out and door to door? Or do you do like the... Um... What's the thing now? See, I like the thing now where it's like they all go to like... To a parking lot, and it's like they go to car to car. Are you familiar with the – trunk? I think it's called Trunk or Treat. Is that what I'm thinking of? I've
1: not heard that before. That's interesting.
2: Yes. Yeah, so they go to like a big lot at a school or what have you, and everybody will park, pop open the trunks and all, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, away we go. They've – They've – they kind of monopolize that lot, and they go, you know, it seems like a little safer, seems like a little bit more uh, controlled. But no, go. I don't understand the old door-to-door thing. I'm not a big fan. So I'm sorry, I cut you off. Please, go on.
1: No, well, we don't really live in an area that's conducive to trick or treating. Like, we live Can I come
2: of- there? Can I live there, please? <laughs> yes. Can I move in? Uh, I don't have any money, I mean, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you can't pay rent at home. You saw? Uh-huh. Did
1: you see my uh, cato lantern?
2: No, and I don't. I, so I have.
1: I, I carved a pumpkin. You know, we went to the pumpkin farm. Ah, um, let me find it. Okay, I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I th- okay. Let me have a look for it. But basically, we went. You know, we did the the pumpkin picking.
2: thing. That's adorable, though. That's yes. we to send you a picture. No. And, yes, honey. So, please send it to me via the internet. Oh there oh, there, oh, there, oh, there it is. Oh my god, that's pretty good, dude.
1: It's good, isn't it?
2: It is good. Best attempt. I mean and, yes.
1: It's, it's legit quite cat cool. like scooping out the middle of it is yeah. quite difficult, but luckily years and years of heavy masturbation has given me the <laughs> Manual dexterity required for scooping the inside out of a a pumpkin. So no bother.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad it finally paid off. Um, Yeah, it looks. I mean, that's not bad. I like the little ears that you got in there. Uh, The whiskers. You did. You did a good job on this one. This is good. Um, I think you have a future. See, if you have kids, I think it's a different story too, because the kids. They just, you know, it's they get to dress up and they get to, you know, be kids and 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 have if you have any type of imagination, that's the day to let it fly. And it's that's I mean, to me, that's awesome. And and the pumpkin picking and all that, yes, of course. Yep, that's you did it right. You did it right. You did it right.
1: We just had a little party at home. Molly cooked up some like party food and stuff for the kids. She got bell peppers and like carved little faces in them to make like mini jack-o'-lanterns, and then put like um, what, what do you call it meat sauce? You call it in America. Sure. Uh, inside them, so that was good. Uh, yeah, it was fun. We just Look did it for guys. kids. Invited our neighbours round. Um, not something I would normally do, but yeah, like you said, when when you've got little ones, you have to try and make some nice memories for them. Um, I I'm not into the idea of trick or treating. We don't get trick or treaters coming around because. Yeah, we live uh, in the middle of nowhere, which uh, was good. But this oh, um, yes. yeah, no, 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 this worked out well. We've had a storm today. I got the day off work because uh,
2: storm. I Kieran. heard.
1: I heard More to it's be pretty... confused with the cloud demon, Kieran, but Storm Kieran came around and I got the day off school for it, which was nice.
2: Yes, I, I, I did hear of that, and and um, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, eighty mile an hour winds, ninety mile an hour winds. Big like fucking hurricane shit you got going on.
1: Uh, I saw very little of that. It was pretty mild, actually. I mean, bearing in mind, back in 2016, I lived through a full blown typhoon when I was living in China. So, yeah, this is just just a bit of rain. Okay. Esther's asking to open the door.
2: Hold on a second. Go ahead. Right back. Yeah, please, 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 by all means. My lord, let this let the star in. Let the star shine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Alright, she's here, she's brought the Yay. cat in. We're all all right. Full full option here. Hi Esther, come and say hello to the listeners. Say hello freaks.
0: Hello freaks. Hello! It's
1: Halloween, Esther.
0: Yeah.
1: What did we do at Halloween? <laughs>
0: um
2: We made some we ghosts. Some ghosts. Oh. Some ghosts. We made some ghosts. Ghosts. I love it. Ah. Oh. What I can't believe she's she talks so much now. It's just amazing to me. How like kids grow. It's so fucking awesome. Um all right, well good. Good. Uh, she's not listening to me, is she? Right, no, no, I've got oh, her good, 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 Okay, good, good.
0: We're
1: Being gonna ride dropping. out the chaos of bedtime, but uh, <laughs> let me <laughs> watch yeah. in the background. I've got a question here from Matthew who okay. says have either of you messed around with non-alcoholic beer? I found a couple of zero point five percent IPAs I really like, and it's helped me cut back, especially at home for yeah. health wallet reasons.
2: Um, yes, yes, I have. Good job, uh, excellent work. Um, yeah, I have actually. Um, I actually haven't been drinking a ton, just p- period in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a couple of IP. I think one of them's one. Brewery is called athletic is that is like, uh, I I mean, legitimately it gives you the, it helps tremendously. It gives you the taste and the feel, uh, and you know, it pours, it's, 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 it's a beer, but there's no alcohol in it. Um, so yes, I am familiar with them and I have explored, you know, who makes a good one? Yeah. Well, two people, Sam Adams here in the States makes a good one. Guinness makes a a passable non-alcoholic version of their beer it's it's again it's not 100 percent, and i'm i'm not here to offend guinness drinkers because trust me i've i've had more than a few pints myself uh but it's really close
1: well while we're uh, talking about our favorite non iconic
2: drinks do you want to know what mine is damon i do i do yes i'm, I'm very excited it's
1: Ready? It's Magic Mind, who have designed the world's first productivity (laughs) drink, a science-backed blend of matcha, nootropics and adaptogens work together to get you faster into flow state. No anxiety, no jits, just focus on productivity. So so what you're saying is Ritalin. (laughs) So we've started to get these unsolicited um, offers of uh, product placement. Yeah. People who clearly never listen to that. I've got another one. I don't, did you? Did we, did we get another one? The other one? No, I yeah. don't even know of that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me read this. Please. One you this please, account. I don't mean. Okay. Hold on a sec. Okay, here. Damon McDonald and Super, J- yes. uh, Super Joel Cast. Yes. Hey, I'm Rich Kagan, and I've been in the media business for 30 plus years. Oh. I'm writing to you because I would love to be considered as a guest on Super J Cast. You've got a phenomenal podcast. Yeah. Would this be of b- value to you and your audience? What's that? Here's a quick little bio about me. Okay. One, I've been stirring the media pot for 30 years. So long, I can't believe it's not burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I've done a gig as the VP of sales at CBS Radio and TV in LA, and even Bertha Howard Stern Ad Networks, all before Howard made his big move to Sirius XM Radio. Tons uh-huh. of wild stories here. Three, I ran my own show at Wingman Media, was the CCO, a direct response agency. My mission, getting my clients rock bottom cost per acquisition rates. Uh, Right now, David, this is ticking all the boxes for a a podcast about New Japan per wrestling, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, No doubt. Four, I love traveling, eating, golfing, skiing, surfing, and playing the blues on harmonica. I've got three kids under 13, and I live in Manhattan Beach, California. All right, so... nice. Already, that profile is uh, definitely right up our street. There are a few topics I can discuss. Mm. Would any of these topics benefit your audience? Please be boobs. Please be boobs. (laughs) Please be boobs. (laughs) I can dive into the world of media, explaining how anyone can leverage it for boosting their business. Let's explore how your audience can turn the media game to their favor. Okay. Two, I can share uh, my adventure of building a (laughs) growing a diverse agency from scratch from tech to mattresses to mortgages i've served clients in every niche and i've even sold an agency i built ready to hear the inside scoop three i can talk about my experience in building a team that excels in creating high performing media content is my forte i can share insights and strategies on how to assemble and nurture such a team four i can talk about the wild stories that have come up from my howard stern days five the secrets the biggest media companies Use behind direct response copywriting and advertising. So I'm sure you'd agree that's a, a, a match made in heaven. <laughs> I, got for, uh... I got a Howard Stern for
2: him. I got Howard Stern for him. All right. Uh I think it's a perfect fit. I'm tempted to get him on. I'm tempted to call their bluff on these things, the the uh the new tropics juice and yeah Rich Kagan. Yeah. You know what? I think that's a great idea. How about this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we offer them the full run? They can run the full gamut of World Tag League.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just get them on it and immediately be like,
2: okay, so uh, Yujiro and Evil versus um, <laughs> right. Goto and Yoshihashi. Go. Yep, yep. Give us, your, give us your takes. <laughs> <laughs> give us your take. Give us your take on this never title situation. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, you know what? Let's do that let's do it I think uh, I think I think we need some uh, some some creative juice I think we need some uh, I think we need to take this show to the next level is what I'm trying to say Jo'el and I think those two things those two the, the media mogul who, who has uh, stirred the pot as he says he stirs the pot uh, and also uh, the basically uh an energy drink right um okay let me guess all natural ingredients made of like cocoa powder pumpkin seeds and fucking yak cum i don't (laughs) (laughs) know delicious uh it's it's amazing that one that people will jump on that you know what i mean like people will be like Yeah, obviously not here, but like just in general, like, I don't know. I just, uh, there's a sucker born every minute, I guess. Right. There's a sucker born every minute. And (laughs) oddly enough, we do this on a pro wrestling podcast. Um, it's, it's, um, what a world we live in, right? What a fucking world. You know what I'm looking at right now? So, uh, our, uh, the governor of New Jersey. Um, has been uh, getting getting his feet, he, he's been, he's been, the, the media has been stirring his pot, so to speak. Uh, he, uh, come to find out during his tenure so far as governor of this glorious state, known as the Garden State, Joel, I don't know if you know that, uh, the Garden State, New Jersey, the governor of New Jersey, um, it's come to find out that he has a personal expense fund that is funded by the taxpayers of this great state of New Jersey. Um, And he has used this expense fund for such important political and social endeavors, such as taking a group of people to the Taylor Swift concert and spending eh, around $10,000 on food and beverages. Uh, Also New York jets and giants games, as well as, um, oh, there's a couple of concerts here. The uh, the power jammer. Wow, look at this guy. Uh, so yeah, now uh, again, thousands of dollars being spent on uh, him, while you know people just trying to get by, uh, make make their way in this uh, in this economy, and uh, he's uh, in the air conditioned boxes uh, dancing to uh, shake it off. It's fantastic. What a world we live in. Just. I love that that's a scandal because that sort of stuff is happening pretty much every day here
1: in the UK. And people just sort of shrug their shoulders and be like, oh, well.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what it three. is. It's like everybody's like everybody's just so numb to it at this point um, that it's like, okay, now tell me something new. Like, and like I just, not that I'm like this big, we have to, you know, wake up everyone. It's, it's not that. It's more of, uh, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what? what? At, at least back in the day, they used to
1: try to hide that. Right. That kind of stuff. Now they're just not even making any effort whatsoever. It's just yeah. like right there in your face. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Eat shit.
2: And it's exactly what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Eat shit. You're, you're exactly right. And it's the same, like, it's the same faces and the same it's, – it's, it's just – preposterous. Sounds like more than New Japan, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, now. Hey, now. Um You know what? We do a uh, pro wrestling podcast focused on uh, one Japanese pro wrestling promotion. That's New Japan pro wrestling. Uh, I know people are shocked by that, and sometimes people wonder if we really do that. <laughs> but we do. So I'm going to say this. Let's get into the heavy-hitting action. Let's get into the the meat and the potatoes. Unless uh, you got any more non-alcoholic uh, beer suggestions?
1: I had a uh, John writing in saying, "At what point will you guys give up watching full time until the product turns around?" <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash, New Japan Cup. I fear for your sanity if the product doesn't change. If people are genuinely worried about us because we're really? so grumpy at the moment, but uh, I there was there was some good stuff this week, um, and I was in a good mood about it. And then I don't. Did you watch today's World Ta- uh, Super Junior Tag League show?
2: I didn't see today's. Why was it terrible?
1: Well, we'll oh, get there. No. Let's uh, let's start with uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed though. Okay, that was a good show. I had fun with that. Uh, I did try watching on the Japan stream with uh, Japanese commentary, but it was fucking awful and all crackly and terrible. So. I ended up, uh, shall I say, uh, gaining access to an English language stream oh. where we were uh, treated to the debut of one Walker Stewart, uh, joined Ooh. in the commentary by Vader Scott. So, what did you think of the debut of, well, both of the actually? I don't know, it
2: wasn't Vader's debut, but yeah. your thoughts? Um, I thought they did really well. You know, I really did. I, uh, and I would tell them. And I had plenty of opportunities to tell him directly um, as the show was going on. <laughs> um, uh, I thought he did really well. I thought he fit. Look, it's it's a very tough situation to be in in the sense that um, he does have like a production guy in his ear a little bit, but not a lot. Like, it's not like it's a legitimate TV Deal, Um, and it's hard to hear, and it's hard, you know, and it's your first time, and you know, you don't want to be too excited, and you don't want to be too, you know, try to, you know, not be excited. It's a tough, tough line to 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 walk, and I know he had a lot. I'm 21 years old. Were you good at? I wasn't good at anything when I was 21 years old. I was such. I'm a fuck up now, Uh, but at 21, could you imagine? No. I know I, I would find I would find a creative way to just fucking shit the bed. Um and that's another thing too. You know, people can I appreciate the fact that when people get an opportunity and they make the most of it. Like like I feel very good for those people. Um this might be a, a weird take, but I thought both of them worked pretty well together. You know what I mean? Yeah. like it a- sounded like they've been doing it for years. Yeah, and um, the same
1: applied for the well, the Super Junior tag show I watched with Walker and Chris together. I mean, to sound that comfortable and that confident and and professional, I say that was the the headline there. Just how professional it all sounded yeah. off the bat for a guy. You know, self confessed he's not a, a a massive you know student of New Japan or its history or the, or the product. This guy, he's relatively new to it, but you wouldn't. We've been able to tell from watching the broadcast.
2: No, no, you really could. I, I, I told him that it felt like he has been there for a long, long time. You know what I mean? That's it, it, he did not feel out of place at all. Um, and that's and that's something. That is that is. I mean, that's that's a professional broadcaster, and to be that young is pretty pretty amazing as well um no i thought they i look tons of experience though yes yeah, and that's amazing too you know to be that young and have that much um I, I no i thought i thought it was i thought it was let's put it this way i was hoping for the best and it and it exceeded my expectations i'm not saying this is the greatest announcing performance in the history of pro wrestling uh i'm saying that he fit in seamlessly And that's, that, that was really all that I asked for. Like, and here's another thing too. So I'm watching the show and, um, I actually popped into the discord and, um, it was amazing how, you know, people were commenting on just about everything. And I think the true litmus test would be if our freaks, you know, just fucking found one little thing and just hammered at home because that's what they do right one little tiny thing and they'll just be like we're on it <laughs> you know and they're gonna make fun of it and turn it into a fucking meme for two hours three days 27 weeks um they did not once not once not once was there a even like a oh this fucking guy or uh it wasn't there so look uh if, if he's two for two then we, are, we have been blessed by the announcing gods because one thing New Japan Pro Wrestling has done pretty well, at least from, from an English-speaking perspective, is they've gotten quality broadcasters to do their shows. And that's Kevin, and that's even Carino, and even Callus and even uh, Ian uh, Riccoboni. And, um, and 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 I can never pronounce this Ronaldo. He did the Axis shows and he did NXT and all. Um, like like top to bottom, they constantly find Mavs. Remember Mavs? Uh, you know he was good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the sort of interstitial guys, Mavs and Mark Warzecker Like yeah, they, basically everyone with the exception of uh, Danny Poffo, who in his own way. <laughs> Uh, has left us with wonderful memories. You know, got right. the rest of
2: soul. It wasn't like um, who was? It wasn't Swerve, was it? Who was? Um, who was the guy who did uh, color commentating every once in a while? Um, uh, Caprice Coleman. Yes, yes. Like that, he wasn't bad <laughs> at all. Um, they've, had, they've had more hits than misses. Absolutely have. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they do get that right. You know, Gino, um, Chris, obviously, Chris is probably one of the probably one of the my favorite pro wrestling stories of a guy who was a big fan, did the podcast thing like us, wrote his his book, did all it, you know, did all the things that um, a, a big time fan would do. And parlayed that into giving Kevin Kelly information and translations and shit like that. And then boom, you know, now he's, you know, a, a, like an important piece of New Japan's marketing. Let's be honest. Um, he wears more hats than you would believe. I mean, more than just sitting in front of a fucking microphone. Um, and he deserves all the props and credit in the world cause he's living the dream. Like, like he was a teacher, you know, he, he was usual, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I remember having a conversation with Chris, um, and we were kind of going back and forth and this was, this was on the table. And I said, dude, you can always go back to teaching, right? You can always go back to teaching. But you're never going to get an opportunity like this, you know. You're never going to, you know, even if it's less money, even if it's, you know, a little bit of a struggle, whatever it is, like you're never going to get an opportunity like this that's presented to you. Um, <laughs> this was this was after. Remember, he had that podcast, uh, and he, and and I think we went over the the matches of right of the Tokyo Dome. Was that was that his podcast? Eggshells, yeah, eggshells, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what match I did, but I, know, I remember you you being on there. I was on there. I think Krejci was on there. Uh, I think Wh Park was on there. So, uh, so you know, to me, I love shit like that. Like Gino, Gino, fucking, you know, did his shit in in Australia and in, in in Indies, but he was like active on message boards and shit. And, and and even to a certain degree, like Tony Khan. You no, know, Tony Khan went to ECW shows, and it, that that first New Japan Long Beach show, he's in the fucking front row. Um, like that's the kind of shit. I mean, he's in his situation is a little different, being that you know, yeah, Dad's a billionaire, but okay, take that out of the equation, and you know, he's just like us. <laughs> he's just he's just like us, Joe. Um, Mine is the billions, so uh, no, I like that. I like I, I like that. I like it when. Normal human beings find a way to break through that that silly, stupid pro wrestling wall that pro wrestling builds up, to, even to this day in 2023, which is preposterous. But okay. Uh, I, I do like that. I like when people break through. So anyway, Walker Stewart did a great job. Uh, Veda Scott did a great job. I would have zero problem uh, having them be a permanent fixture on u.s. broadcasts i would have zero problem with that you know uh, and and make it consistent you know what i mean like they're your u.s team and, and again if you want to fly walker in and and have him do the the english commentary absolutely God, God, collect those fucking miles dude <laughs> you know collect those airline miles uh but i would love i i think that would be a good fit it would be different it would sound different and um yeah, I, I would be okay with that, absolutely.
1: I think one of the most encouraging things is that, uh, obviously, th- there's room for growth. You know, Walker would be the first person to acknowledge that, and you'd expect that. You know, someone to come in on their first day and be perfect, that's never going to happen. But the, the work ethic and, you know, recognizing that it's going to be a journey and there's a lot of new stuff to learn... Is probably the most exciting part of it to me because if he's this good now, yeah, think about you know, in in five years, how much better he's going to be. So that's that's exciting to me. So I think one of the real big positives coming away from this weekend is having a a voice in the booth now that Kevin is wrapping it up. Something that caused a lot of anxiety for us as New Japan fans for the Western fan base. So now it's something I'm I'm not at all worried about, you know.
2: For all yeah. The
1: the wonderful stuff that Kevin's done,
2: we're in good hands. Ah oh, fuck Kevin Kelly, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's dead to me. <laughs> he's, he's dead right, to me.
1: Uh, let's get into this show then. Uh, so right. this is Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Um, unless you have any hot takes on the kickoff matches, I will go straight to the main card.
2: Yeah, I think main card is where we need to be. Right. By the way, this is a, a monster beverage, not a beer. Thank you very much
1: okay uh we started off with the strong openweight championship number one contenders four-way with satoshi kojima getting the win over fred rosser jeff cobb and alex coglin nine minutes 51 seconds with a lariat so kojima is the new number one contender to strong openweight title so i think i called this one i mean i thought kojima versus eddie kingston is the sort of match that would i don't know it feels kind of like the sort of match we might get on uh No, that's confirmed for the uh, Texas show, isn't it? Yes, it is. So yeah, we'll we'll get in a Lone star shootout. Uh, Yeah, this match was pretty good. I mean, it was interesting in as much as usually for these four-way matches, you get sort of different styles, but it was four guys who are pretty slow and hard-hitting, so it was wasn't the quickest match. It had its um, moments where it was a bit plodding. but I I don't mind it. Like I I think four ways are better than three ways because you don't have the stuff with a guy having a nap on the outside of the ring. And I thought they worked it pretty well. Um, and no surprises for for the winner really. Um, yeah, nice nice little opener.
2: It's amazing. I said it what two weeks ago. Last week, fucking Kojima man, back in the states, <laughs> he's he's got something going on here. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Again, we joked about the bread. We joked about the side chick. We joked about investment properties. Uh, He's got something because he spends at every opportunity he's here. And I think that's I don't know, kind of funny. Maybe he's got a really annoying spouse in Japan. Yeah. just, <laughs>
1: yeah, can't wait to get away from it.
2: It might be. I mean, maybe you know what I mean. He just he gets out and he's like, "Oh, sorry, dear. They they booked me, booked me again. I got to go back to the States. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a it's a wrestler's life. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an international star. They need me. They need me to draw a house. Um. I thought the match was good, um, decent opener. Uh, I was a little concerned with, like, if I'm going to point wag a finger at anybody. Um, I thought Fred Rosser looked like two steps behind everyone else, and I don't know why, but like, it just seemed like nothing was clicking with him. Nothing was. Uh, everything looked just like like wonky and and and. I don't want to say sloppy, but like it didn't look like he worked well with anyone. <laughs> it just looked, he just looked just, I don't know. Maybe he was had a bad day or he was sick or I don't know. Like, but like, I was just noticing like a lot of just fudged up spots with him. I don't know what the deal was there. Um, I think he just maybe
1: not wrestling as regularly as he used to is you know, not getting that, getting the reps in against high quality opposition and. When you maybe. are forced to step up in a big match like that,
2: then it can be tricky. Maybe. I mean, I thought it was weird when, speaking of announcing, they were like, uh, yeah, you know, he's uh, spending a lot of time being the head trainer in the in the LA dojo. I was like, I don't know if we want to necessarily say that. <laughs> we don't necessarily need to let that out. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right maybe it's maybe it was just rust maybe it was just i don't i for, for whatever reason it just didn't seem like it clicked um and that happens there's no you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do it's the first match on a fucking show in, in what is it sam's town sam's club whatever the fuck it is um that hellhole um yeah i, I thought it was fine it was good um but yeah it is weird that like okay we are like it's it is it it feels like it's set up for Eddie Kingston's dream Japan year, <laughs> you know he's going to wrestle every one of his every one of the guys he's traded videotapes he's he's going to get in the ring with, um and good for him you know he could if 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 he could pull that off, um and and check those boxes God bless him you know what have fun with it he does look like a tub of shit though I'm just saying uh, I'm just like. Like, the the belly is, is, it's gotten a little out of control. And this is coming from me, mind you. But again, I'm not a pro wrestler. I'm a fucking jerk-off who sits in front of a microphone. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to keep my powder dry for uh, Eddie Kingston discourse for now. Uh, We move on into a tag team match with uh, Stephanie Vacker and Zuxis, defeating Johnny Robbie and Juvia. So Stephanie Vaquer pinned Johnny Robbie after seven minutes forty seconds with a package backbreaker. Uh, this was fun, but you it was know, good. a bit sloppy, a bit wild at times. But I, I liked it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just a, a big fan of Vaquer. Every time I've seen her on one of these shows, I've been really impressed. I think she's a very great addition to having these, uh, you know, this sort of pseudo women's division that they've got for the strong shows. Uh, she has, uh, I believe challenged Mayu Iwatani for the IWGP women's championship. So we're going to be getting that at the Texas show. and I'm really looking forward to that because every time I've seen Vakar, she's delivered, you know, we all know how excellent Mayu is. So, uh, that's one that I'm definitely excited about for the Texas show.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, uh, I enjoyed the match and I think a lot of the people in our, like when that match was over, a lot of the people in the discord were like, that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. You know, that was fine. Um, so I mean, I I hate to use our Discord as uh, the you know the 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 bar, but like if if they're nodding their head in, in approval, and I, and again I felt the same way. Uh, yeah, I mean it's got to be. I mean I'm not saying you got to go run out and 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 carve out time over the weekend to rewatch, but look, it didn't. It it wasn't. It could very it could have very easily been a match that people hand waved. Let's be honest. Like you're going to a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Uh, I I don't think many people are familiar with even how New Japan promotes their women's strong division. Um,
1: yeah, better than AEW does. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Uh, it's you know. I think a lot of people it, it could have easily been one of those matches that you hand waved, but if you stuck it out and you and and you said, "Okay, let me give this a shot," I think people were were pleasantly surprised. Um, and 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 here's the thing too: like if we're gonna do this, let's let's do this, in the sense of, okay, I look, I, I'll be the first to admit, I am not. I, I don't know when the last time I've I saw the that title, the IWGP Women's Championship, defended. Can you tell me the last time that was defended? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like it. Like I really wish they would do something. And again, they're at, here. We go. We're going to January. We're going to 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 the dome, and we're not putting that belt on the main show. Like, that bothers me. It really fucking bothers me. I don't know if that's the case, if they said that's not going to be... I can't remember
1: exactly what they said. I think they said that there wouldn't be a stardom match, but I don't know if that necessarily means that that title is not going to be... I mean, Uh. they've got two titles, haven't they? They've got the Strong Women's Championship and the IWGP Women's Championship. Right. Um, I don't know. One of them might be defended. Both of them might be defended. None of them might be defended. I don't know. Um, I've lowered my expectations, but... when we do
2: get given these matches, they're always a treat. They are good. I mean, listen, I don't think there was a bad title defense. I don't think there was a bad, like, you know, especially when you get like uh, Mercedes Monet involved. Like like it's been a, a very underrated division that I don't even think New Japan takes seriously. And that's a shame. I really feel that way. I don't think that I don't think the promotion does anywhere near a job that they should be doing if again you don't have to do it like they didn't have to commit to this at all right let's be honest they didn't have to do shit and 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 I don't think anybody would have batted a fucking eyelash but they did it they said they were this this is this is a, this is a thing we're serious about this. And I'm sure a lot of it had to do with, okay, we're gonna make this division and we're gonna center this around Monet because we have an opportunity to to you know, I'm sure that that, that was the thought process. Like, okay, fine. Like, can we do something with this? Like you 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 look, I'm complaining about a fucking promotion. <laughs> look, we
1: we could copy right. paste this conversation no about
2: yep. about uh, ten of the,
1: the New Japan titles they, Yep. I've said it before, they introduce a new title with a clear mission statement. This is gonna be the title for this thing, and you think, yeah, this is a great idea, it's got a clear yep. identity, and then six months everyone's
2: forgotten about it. So And they've done it so, so often of it. it's not even yeah. like during this this modern time. Remember the U the like it was like the universal twelve, is it? Or oh, I forget what fucking number they came up with. Um that title and like just the twelve
1: year olds. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, it's children wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they weight limit of 100 pounds. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just they Adam do it Cole. all the time. <laughs> What's that? Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole. <Take> him. <laughs> oh, Adam Cole, baby. All right. All right. So that's, uh, again, good match. Let's do more with them, please.
1: Uh, Yeah, next match, 20-minute time. We had our gay kid defeating Tom Lawler in 12 minutes, 30 seconds with a classic power driver. It's very encouraged just to see gay kid getting a singles match here. Um, Hopefully, the company are as... Well, if they're half as hard on him as I am, then we're going to be in for an exciting time. And although it was not a clean win, it's I'd say it's a pretty big win for gay kids. I mean, Tom Lawler's... I'd say, well... Was a uh, fairly protected commodity on the strong shows. Maybe not so much these days, but uh, either way, I thought this was a really good match, really intense, you know, nice mix of stars, good uh, sort of uh, chemistry between them. The two sort of, yeah, uh, the two different personalities, they sort of played off each other really well. I like this one. This is good.
2: Yep. Um, yeah, you're right. It was, you know, watching this match, you're kind of like, you get two feelings, and and one, I think you hit the nail right on the head, um, with Lawler. It's like, man, what are we doing? <laughs> now I'm sure that there's, you know, logistics involved, and you know, all that fun stuff. But if I, I think if New Japan were serious, um, I'm sure with a little coaxing, you know, he he could. Go right on over there and, and and do some fun stuff and be used a little he bit more. Coach.
1: He's desperate for it. You know, if you yeah. saw his Reddit post a few months ago, he's gutted that in on g 1. He would love to be getting more dates with his company, but you know, maybe this is just one of these situations where there's a the disconnect between the value that we as fans see in a wrestler and the value that the office see in him. It, it yeah. just seems that they're, they're not as keen on him as we are, which is a shame.
2: Well, I mean, you could say that to the the entire fucking strong roster. It feels like, um, yeah. but okay, enough of that. Let's let's focus on the positive. And uh, the positive was a a good match. B, uh, Gabe getting a, a a solid win again. A little shenanigans at the end, but you know, one, two, three in the middle. Uh the the idea of him not being a focal point. If they're going to continue with Bullet Club, um, him not being a focal point is is the, the, they they would absolutely be missing the mark. Um, I think a little bit more. No, I saw you saying that It's just like you, you found this more
1: compelling than most of David Finley's No Doubt Bullet Club. Either.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, and then people were like. Well, remember, he, you know, Finley had a match with Osprey, and, and yes, fair enough. Maybe I was getting a little out well, it of control. Because
1: Gabe's about to have a match with Osprey in the uh, yeah. uh, Revcode. And I'm sure... Well, that'll be an interesting comparison point, won't it? See how that one stacks up against mm-hmm. Finlay versus Osprey. But just, Gabe's got that aura, man. I just, this seems like a weird thing to say, but I enjoy watching his entrances. Often, if I'm in a hurry, I might skip entrances. But I just love watching Gabe's entrances because... Just the way he carries himself, and you know, all the shit talking, and just the energy that he brings out is just, It's just really compelling to watch.
2: Yeah, no doubt. It's um, there is a little bit of a of a like a a, a wild card element to him, and there is a um, I don't know an excitement, um, a a feeling of uh, of randomness to his matches that I do enjoy. they they are hard hitting. They are technically sound. Um, look, I think he's, I think right now, like we're relying a little bit too much on the typical angry Westerner in Japan, you know, middle fingers to everybody and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I think once like his healness kind of develops and he kind of strays away from those crutches, I think it gets a little bit more nuanced. I would love to see. Uh, yeah, I think, look, I think the sky's the limit for the dude. I hate, I, I I hate to keep banging his drum, but like to me, he's, it's, it's like, he's a clear cut winner, clear cut winner. And, and again, like the struggles that he had earlier and where he is now is, is fantastic. And I'm sure the company, uh, let's be honest here. I'm sure the company might have a tiny little bit of reservation, you know, maybe they don't want to just fucking go all in on a on the guy. Let's see how he feels, let's see how he makes out. Let's see if everything's, you know, you know, everything's good, you know, he's handling this well. Seems like it. Um, yeah. And let's I have no so here's the thing, here's the thing about this one. I have no problem with the slow burn on him. I have no problem with that. Let's 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 put the extra oomph slowly on him just so he can carry it. Because I think if you put the rocket ship to a guy who let's be honest, a a year ago was, was admittedly struggling. Um, that might be, that might be too much to handle. Right. And there's nothing worse than getting that opportunity. Imagine I'm just, we just got done talking about it like having that opportunity and then feeling that immense pressure and immense, like, like you, if you, if there's nothing worse than having it and, and not having it unravel, but knowing that you're it's unraveling, <laughs> right? That that's going to put you in a bad fucking position. Um, so I, I kinda, in a way, don't have a problem with a slow burn on Gabe just to make sure that he's good with it. Let's let's go at his pace. How about that? Let's go at his pace. Yeah,
1: totally agree. Um, okay, let's move on to next match, which was Atlantis's 40th anniversary match in the USA. So we had Atlantis, <laughs> <me> Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> okay,
2: can we? Can I talk about this for one second? I know we're, I'm, I cut you off, and I, I apologize. I feel like I'm stepping all over you. No, go ahead. Uh, Atlantis in the United States, maybe in like San Diego, maybe in like. Tijuana, Mexico. You know, like like you're right there in the Mexico California border. Maybe he was re- Atlantis is not relevant to to anyone in the United States. I'm sorry. I mean, look, in in all his years of pro wrestling, name me a Atlantis match that meant anything other than Mexico, like his match won, I think it was 2000. It might've been 2002. Like it was match of the year because of the feud that it was built in Mexico. But like, like I appreciate what they're, what they're doing, but like, let's, let's pump the brakes here. You know, like, like fucking Johnny rods has more (laughs) impact in us pro wrestling than Atlantis. Okay. But, Again, Atlantis is a name. We're familiar with him. He is uh, a legend, but the, the the let's pump the brakes on all this this uh magic that he's created in the United States. Okay, enough of that. Please
1: uh, I have more memories of him working in Japan than in right. the US. I mean, he's been a mainstay for Fantastic Armander as long as I can remember.
2: Right. He was on yeah. Dome Shows.
1: Yeah. Uh, was he? Okay, no, I wasn't aware
2: of that. He yeah, was in a six-man, or an eight-man. Actually, he teamed with Taichi, Takamachinoku, oh, Valiente. I remember that one. Yeah, that was yeah. A- yeah. it was like third match. or four. I want to say Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom four, six. five, six, something like that. Single digits. Okay, anyway, let's go on. I'm sorry, my bad.
1: No, it was fun, fun match, vibes match. Uh, the highlight was he was just he was dropping Adrian Quest on his head right at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. That might be the highlight of the whole show, but uh, yeah, this is a, a fun time. I think this is the kind of match you're not going in expecting snowflakes, but just you're there for the vibes. And we got good vibes here.
2: Yeah, it was. <clears throat> I mean, it was very
1: uh, so, sorry, I forgot to mention it's fun watching uh, Rocky working full shitbag heel. And also Tiger Mask, because when Tiger Mask works CMLL, he is also a heel. Yeah. So it's just funny seeing them leaning into that. Wow. And I know Rocky's been sort of heelish for a while, but that's something, if you only watch, you know, pure New Japan, you'd be like, hey, what's going on? These guys just lovable baby faces. But uh, yeah, they're, they're wankers
2: here. Yeah. A lot of a lot of hazards in that ring. A lot of a lot of rose petals. Oh, slipping and sliding. Yeah, let's there. have a
1: little break after this <laughs> rose petal cleanup between that and the uh, the next match. Yeah,
2: I tell you what, Veda Scott did have a funny line with, uh, oh, look at that Rocky's Rocky's throwing flowers. He's really respected. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I dug that line. That was, that was good very too. good job. Very good job. thinking on her feet. Good job. All right, yeah, good uh, legends. A little little fire pro wrestling for you. Perfect.
1: Uh, Then we had uh, Julia defending her, what is it she's got? She's got the strong Strong, women's title against Haiyan, uh, 12 minutes, three seconds with a Northern Lights bomb. Eh, This was kind of bad. And then it got better at the end. Not enough for me to say this was a good match, but no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm holding it to exactly the same standards. I'm not going to grade it on a curve. I hold it to the same standards that I would hold any wrestling match to. Um, I thought they sort of salvaged it at the end, but uh, not going to be um, pounded down the door de- demanding for more appearances of had, To be honest, It's just, uh,
2: not very good. It was okay. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, it was okay. It was. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't sit Stand here. It's a and-
1: to dynamite. Tony Khan loves rubbish women's wrestling. <laughs> he
2: really does. Um, he. His, I think that's like his little little fetish. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like ruining wrestling, ruining pro uh women's pro wrestling, uh yeah. Look, if we're if we're being honest, it wasn't great. And I think, um, here's what I really think. I think they tried to do too much in a short amount of time. Like they tried to squeeze in as much shit as they fucking possibly could. And I get it. You only have a certain amount of time, and it wasn't like they were like giving them an hour or 30 minutes or whatever the fuck um, to really get into a match. Um, so it looked like they tried to squeeze in 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, but um, nothing really felt like it connected. Like it felt like, you know, let's do our moves with a Z um, and try and get over. And, and I, and and, and again, some of these wrestlers are looking for jobs. So they're trying to they're trying to get their shit in. They're trying to make a mark. They're trying to impress somebody in the back to get more work. I can't blame them for that. Um, but at, for, for the match itself, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think both would would freely admit that they have better stuff in them.
1: Uh, then we had the strong tag title match with uh, Hikler and El Phantasmo defeating the Monster Source challengers Alexander and Lance Archer. ELP pin say nine minutes twenty five seconds following the Thunder eighty six. I really enjoyed this one. I've had uh, fairly high expectations for the Hikaru ELP team. I'm probably on an island with that, but I have been out on the streets uh, demanding for them to team together before it was actually a thing. And now that they are teaming together, I'm even. It's it's even. Would say massively exceeding my expectations. It's meeting my expectations, which were already quite high. So. I'm pleased with it. I think they, they look good together. I think they've got good chemistry. Uh there's a sort of little and large uh dynamic there, which I find quite enjoyable to watch. And I thought they meshed really well with Zayn and Archer. There were some really fun spots. like I thought the double rope spot double rope walk spot was <laughs> I really hate great. The walk spot. Uh so <laughs> you're not a fan, no? No I'm a bit contrived, but it was it, it was seeing um ELP doing increasingly weak chops and then going for the, the purple nurple. That's right. Lance Archer, I found that quite funny, um, and yeah, I thought the Monster Source team were good. Uh, I'm glad apparently they are going to be coming back for World Tag League. Uh, so yeah, I thought this one was a really fun match.
2: Um, I think it. it I, let's match first. Yes, I thought it was a fun match. I had no issues, um, and I think I think both teams gelled well with each other. Um. <clears throat> I guess the biggest thing I, I again not, not that I had a problem, but it's just kind of like an overarching thing is that he, this is just another match of with titles that mean nothing, and it kind of makes it, everything feel nothing. Um, I like them as a tag team, and I and I and I think it's a guarantee that we see them in World Tag League. Um, and I think the dynamic between Hikaleo and um, ELP is fun. They can like them as a, like a little bit of a comedy team thrown in with some some pretty fun and creative spots. I, I dig, and I think there's more that can be had because I think from a creative standpoint, ELP is you know he does his homework. He 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 does not. You're not going to get a cliche pro wrestling match out of him, which is which is a, a great thing. Um again, that being said, I I felt like the titles took away from this match. <laughs> I really do. I would have no problem with just being like a contenders match for the you know the IWGP heavyweight championship. Um but Lance Archer I think uh New Japan I don't know what the problem is in the sense of you know AEW's not using them that's for sure let's we can't find a find a, a spot for him um and even alexane like we can't find a spot for him um that's 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 odd to me because i think that there's a definite need for a lance archer type um and maybe they just feel like okay you know we've We've gotten all we can out of Lance Archer. Mm, I, I would I would disagree with that strongly. Pardon the pun. Um, and, and I mean, he was wrestling a, a fairly big singles match at Dominion this year, wasn't he? he had
1: that Will Ospreay match, and yeah, US. for the for the uh,
2: US, was it? yeah. I mean, yes. I, but okay. So let's continue that. Why can't we? I don't understand why a guy like that, who, I mean, maybe it's a contract thing. I mean, I don't know what kind of deal Lance Archer has, um, so maybe he can't. Maybe he's contractually obligated to sit backstage at catering and eat all their fucking food. Um, I don't know, but it just seems like a wasted opportunity. I think.
1: Oh, I, I think they're using him. All right, I don't want to really
2: overexpose them. I, yeah, I, the fact that they are confirmed for
1: World Tag League to me that's that's the thumbs up. That's, okay. Right. That's where I want to see him. I want more monster Land um, Archer.
2: I want to see him well, more in the mix.
1: uh Okay, then we have the strong openweight championship. Eddie Kingston successfully defending against Henare. 12 minutes, 24 seconds by Uraken. Um, this was okay. I mean, I don't think they've got the best chemistry. I think I've said before, Henare is at his best with someone else who's going to go absolute balls to the wall and agree to hit him very hard and be hit really hard. And Eddie Kingston wasn't that. And I, I didn't expect that going in, and I'm kind of losing enthusiasm for this uh, sort of goodwill make a wish. Oh, look, Eddie Kingston's getting to live out his dream. Like it's time to move on from that. Yeah, I think all, all the criticism you've laid out, I would like to see this championship pass on to a, a new Japan wrestler for a start. You know, let's let's put on a younger guy. And I can't deny that there is. A certain sort of star power to Eddie Kingston. He does get great reactions. I mean, he probably got one of, if not the loudest reaction at Royal Quest 3. Um, but again, I think that speaks more to how AEW has sort of gobbled up the, the Western market share for um wrestling fans. More than um I don't know what I was gonna say, Kingston's quality as a wrestler. I mean, we've we've gone over this plenty of times. I mean, his authenticity is something that's appealing to a lot of people. I get it, I just I'm ready to move on.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's popular. I mean, TV will do that, right? Um, I mean, can I ask this? And and I, I, I don't I only ask this because I'm not an avid watcher of AEW. And when I say not an avid watcher, I never watch it. Um, is he Sorry, on? You're asking me a question. <laughs> <about AEW. laughs> Good Point. I guess in your in your travels. I mean, is he on? Is he booked on TV a lot? Isn't he one of their champions? Is he ROH champion or something? I don't know. to have
1: to look
2: at
1: ROH champion.
2: Because uh... I don't think he's on TV. Yeah, yeah he is, is. He he's on... the
1: ROH world
2: champion. I mean, maybe he's on TV a lot. Who knows? I don't watch it, but if it seems like he is, because why else would people be fucking jacking off to him? He's <laughs> <It's> on TV. <laughs> um, yeah, look. I, and I said this a million times that I love the fact that he found, once again, found an opportunity and got an opportunity and he's made the most of it. No fucking doubt. It's, that's, he's an East Coast indie guy who's yeah, been up like, and... Novelty's born off. Uh, it kind of is. It, it,
1: it, and, and also the fact that he is ROH champion means that, compromises the drama of him defending this strong title. Because, you know, there's no way he's going to be losing any matches while he's still ROH champion. So it's just it's just got a bit of a mess now for me.
2: I mean, maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, is, the, is the Ring of Honor, whatever, is he the world champion or is he the TV I Who knows? Um, I mean, is it that important? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I don't. I don't know. Well,
1: yeah. look. Until you
2: you can give me evidence of
1: uh, an AEW yeah. title holder losing a New Japan match, then I'm going to stick to my guns. And imagine.
2: Say it's- imagine if you were doing like a Noah podcast, right? Is there anybody who does? Who does? Uh, is there a, a, a Noah podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcast? <laughs> yes, hours? we
1: had Paul. We had Paul on our podcast uh, a few months ago. Oh, do we? Him and oh and yeah. they do the uh, Emerald Flow Show. That's it's right. It's a Noah and All Japan podcast.
2: That's correct. That's where I get confused. I, I think of them as a All Japan but I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but okay, so now you got to talk about New Japan and how they're always like the fucking bitch of New Japan. And like, we're the bitch to AW <laughs> Yeah, it's fine.
1: It is what it is. I'm just I'm going to moan about it and probably annoy a lot of people. But I have to be... Honest, and yeah. I think it's a it's a valid criticism when we're as critically assessing the drama of the strong open weight championship defenses. When you know politically that there's no jeopardy there, there's no way that the championship is going to lose. I don't know. Maybe I want to know. No, play.
2: you're not, because because like I'm right there with you. And again, like I, I I'm sorry if like when people press stop after these shows that they're not getting the warm and fuzzy feeling for something that they love. I love it too, but I'm, um, you know, I feel like I have an obligation to anybody who is willing to push the play button of getting honest opinions and honest feedback and, and honest everything. Right. And if I'm not feeling something, I'm going to let you know. And Hey, guess what? That could change in a week. That could change in two
1: weeks. Yeah, That's, our, that's what we do. We lurch from, uh, it's so over to we're so back right. on a, a week.
2: <laughs> we do do that listen we're, we do a show this is this is for this is for entertainment value right this is not uh, <laughs> Come on. uh yes but yes you you're going to get honesty honesty Turning Saints. You know that song, The Killers? Mr. Brightside? You familiar with that one, Joel? Yes. Oh, all
1: right. Yes, yes, I, I am. I all do right. know that song. I know a
2: song. Yay. Yes. Did you know he got plastic surgery? Brandon Flowers, the singer. Well, maybe one of the most attractive human beings on earth got plastic. And I'm like, what what, what are you doing? Why Did would you have done? A little face. Yeah, a little tuck. A little face tuck. Um, Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Really? I was like, him? If he needs plastic surgery, what the fuck do I need? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I <You> should <laughs> more, a bit more adventurous with it. Go to the
1: plastic surgeon's office and say, I would like an elephant's trunk, yes. please, instead of a nose.
2: No, not nose. You're a real transmitter. <laughs> you know where you put in that trunk, right? Like, wait, right right, right where I need it. Oh, Damon, get, get your mind out of the gutter. I need it. <laughs> I need an elephant's trunk. It'd be great. <laughs> Just swinging it about. Eating peanuts with my cock would be great. All right. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, next, we had a
1: special tag match with you, Oemura and Sanada going to a time limit draw with Hiromi Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito. How did, did this get your juices flowing for Wrestle Kingdom? Absolutely not. <laughs> it was just there. I did know, sorry, I wanted to take Naito is working really hard to be a prick, and he did it in London. Mm-hmm antagonizing the fans. I mentioned him trying not to high-five fans, not to touch them, and he was repeatedly spitting at Sanada. So he is working overtime to try to make Sanada feel like the babyface here.
2: Good luck. Good luck, because guess what? 30,000 people in that fucking dome are going to be rooting for (laughs) for Naito. Walk out with a title to end this. Uh, We
1: did get the cool uh, new Yuya entrance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah,
1: very shonen anime style. Yeah, they're really sort of trying to present him as the cool kid. Someone mentioned it was a bit like My Hero Academia. I don't know. I've never watched slash Red slash Played. <laughs> I don't know uh. what it is, but apparently that's 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 the vibes we're getting from Yuri's entrance.
2: But know what it got? no it it remind reminded me of? of it. Do you remember that app back in like whew, fucking early two thousands? I'll say maybe even earlier than that. It was like comic, whatever I ever get. It was a comic something. And the whole premise of it was they laid out like the storyboard, like a comic and you drop in your pictures. And then they, they fucking filter the, your picture to make it look like it seamlessly goes into this comic. Remember that app? No. All right. Yeah, yeah. no, I do. Oh, that's, do that's
1: probably what they're using.
2: Yeah, yeah that's what this entrance is reminding me of. Like the beginning of it, I was like, oh my god, this is this just like that fucking app. That's, uh, that's how old I was. And then I downloaded from Napster, and then I played it on Winamp. <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to Dave Meltzer on my real player. Yep. that was. I me. had
1: the sickest Dragon Ball Z skid for my Winamp player.
2: Yeah? Back in the day. Try, I, I think I had a Maple
1: Leaf. Messenger chatting to my friends on dial-up internet.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I remember getting... The, f- like, it, the first time I was on the internet, uh, I was living with these two chicks, one of which turned out to be my wife. <laughs> um, and uh, we had dial up and you had to pay, like you had to connect to a, a local phone number. We, didn't, we lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, we didn't really have a local phone number. So it dialed a non-local number that charged us like we got a bill back from the internet. It was like fucking Three hundred dollars phone bill just for being on, just going on AOL. Uh, get them going on Usenet. Remember in the news groups, Usenet is that still a thing? Uh, I I'm not familiar with that one. It would be like I'm alt dot with- pro wrestling or RSPW or whatever the fuck it was. Um, yeah, it was just like like message board, but um, but like every like it was kind of like Reddit in the sense that. There were so many fucking subreddits, but it was I want to say Usenet or news groups or some shit like that. Um, yeah, like I just remember going up. Like I was always on like the Nine Inch Nails one and like a couple other bands like Mode or Cure or some shit. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm why I don't know why that's. I, I think it's the first. Remember porn back then? Like like the infancy of the internet. And like you would wait forever yeah, for a fucking picture. Yeah, right, right. Limewire, right. Uh, yeah, hot girls sucking it off or whatever. You know, some wacky title. Uh, and it'd just be like a picture, and it would take forever to download. And then when you got into like fucking video clips, like it'd be like twenty minutes with your dick in your hand, waiting for this fucking thing to download <laughs> for like <laughs> for like one fucking loop, one continuous loop. All right. Ah, those were the days. All right. Uh, where do you want to go now? Let's go to uh,
1: the main event. So that was the Never Openweight Championship. Shingo Takagi defeating the champion, Tamatonga. 26 minutes, 58 seconds was last of the dragon. So Shingo's our new Never Openweight Champion, which is um, a pleasant surprise because I feel I don't know. I just feel that Tamatonga as a relatively high-profile singles champion, had hit its ceiling Yeah. and don't think he is good enough no. to entertain people in this long of a match, really. Well, I think this went about 10 minutes too long. Uh, he's just not that um, compelling working from the top. And he's definitely got his upside. I can see he has a lot more babyface upside in front of the Japanese audience. So I do see the value in him, but I'm really happy it's back to Shingo. And I know Shingo has been never champion before, but you do get, there's like a benchmark of quality for a Shingo match there. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see how he does with his, uh, what is this, his third reign as never champion? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if, if I'm being a thousand percent honest here, it's, it's a title that's tailor made for him. And when he had it or he's in the mix, like the title just seems that much more important. Um and I just think he's just a, a better fit, to be honest. Um I think I'm officially ready to, to put the the the, the, the Tamatanga stuff to, to, to bed. Like like I'm I'm done. I think the the idea that he is a top guy or could be a top guy. We we really need to put that to rest. It's, it's beyond the point that he's good at certain times. He's there 90% of the time. He's there. Um, I know that New Japan has done their best to shove him down our throat. Um, And putting him in at least decent spots to take that next jump. He has been with this company for ages, ages. And I think it would do everyone a fucking world of good to let's put this to bed. Like, I think it's time for him to move on. I think it's time for him to do other things in his career. And I think the promotion like what do you do with the guy now? Like what wh- what are we doing with him? Like where does he fit into everything? And look, it, it's this I don't think this is the right company for him. If you want my honest opinion, I don't think it is. Uh, he's been here forever and and it's been one thing after the other where where he's given so many fucking opportunities it just seems like th- there's there's a level that he just can't cross that and but here's the thing that's fine like like that's 90% of pro wrestlers you know that's nothing to be ashamed of or that's nothing to be like okay you know but it is what it is like enough already we've we've tried everything let's move on let's move on from this because it's gotten to the point where it's i don't know like like it's it's just we're done we've done everything we can um so yeah that was a pleasant surprise i did not think that that would 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 have happened on a on a show like this um but i think it's for the betterment betterment of everyone i really do I, I do, and I hope. I hope that in 2024, Tama Tonga gets the bag, as they say, uh, and you know goes on and does things that I think he's better suited for. Like I think he would, of of just about anybody on New Japan's roster, he would slide right into WWE and be a star. I really, truly believe that he, he, I think he could be an absolute star, um, in WWE. I do. I think it's the perfect landing spot for him. Truth be told, I don't know why he didn't, didn't go in the first place. And then he resigns this fucking deal (laughs) with apparently a, you know, a clause in there that, that gives him a little bit of a, gives him a little bit of a reason to stay but I, I just shake my head at that. Like, what, 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 what was the value in that for everybody? I don't know. Just think, David. If if he and his brothers
1: were to sign with WWE, that would add like at least two years onto the
2: the Bradline storyline. At least, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, let's just start with the easy stuff. That I mean, that's the no brainer, right? And then you can go from there. Um, i don't know i just think that for for the time that he's been here it's just one of those things that okay th- th- and and it's okay this is not i'm not knocking the dude i'm j- i'm just saying like okay he's he's you know an original bullet club member okay well bullet club's not really what it was okay now he's you know apparently you know, in, you know, in this f- faction of floating, you know, <laughs> just, I don't know. Like, it just seems like a fucking rudderless ship right now. And I don't know. I don't know what you do with the guy. I guess this is the biggest problem. What the fuck do you do with the guy?
1: Well, it's maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, look at the card for Lone Star sheet out there. I mean, we'll obviously preview that. Oh, f- shit. This is next Friday. Yeah. I didn't realize it was this soon. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll we'll try and record again before this show so we can preview it properly. But we have uh, Tom Lawler versus Fred Rosser announced for that. Uh, Julia against Trish Adora. We've got Zach Saber Jr. defending the NJPW World Television Championship against Mike Bailey. Uh, Mystico against TJP in a special singles match. Uh, Mai Iwatani against Stephanie Vaquer for the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, Toriano versus Joey Janela, Eddie Kingston defending the Strong Openweight Championship against Satoshi Kojima. We've got the Strong Openweight Tag Team Championship on the line with Hikaru and ELP defending against the West Coast Wrecking Crew, and then Shingo defending the NEVER title against Trent Barretta. So, say, I mean, there might be other matches added to that, but it's a pretty great card. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised at how heavy they've they've stacked it. Um, we've got a few questions for this one. So, Mike Bailey said. I should be the world TV champion. I bet, be, I bet Zach Sabre Jr. doesn't even own a TV. <laughs> Meanwhile, I watch 80 plus hours of Diners Drive-Ins and Dies on TV every single week. <laughs> I want to win this belt and defend it against Guy Fieri. My motivation <laughs> is too strong. So Aramitha on the Discord says, inspired by this tweet, what TV slips would you like to see challenged for the NJPW world TV title? Great question.
2: Uh, and that was a great yeah, little little interview there. The diner's guy. I don't even think he owns a TV. <laughs> is that that is fucking fantastic? That is a great job. Um, Which and 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 that will be a great match, no doubt, no doubt. My fucking mind. Um, hmm. I want, we need a TV personality to challenge for the title. What was the question?
1: Yeah. So a TV personality to challenge for the TV title.
2: Okay, I'm going to say, uh, what would I say? I'm going to say, huh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> um, Louis Theroux. I don't know. Who's that?
1: Uh, he's a British documentarian.
2: Is, is that Countless TV? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he's been in a, a lot of TV shows. Um How about? I was going to say Russell Brand, but uh no. no. Although he'd be exactly the sort of person Rocky would book. So, it might actually <laughs> yeah. happen, you know?
2: I'll tell you what: if you're an indie pro wrestler in the United States, you you might want to fucking take Rocker Romero out to lunch. Because at the very least, for all we all we laugh and and giggle, and he's loyal to the end, man. <laughs> he's loyal to the end of his friends. I, I mean, mean Trump orada says,
1: uh, "Read Jerry General, Are you more upset that he is being put, or more relieved that one of Rocky's new friends isn't a sex pest?" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is a relief. That is a relief. Um, he's loyal. You know, you got to give it to the guy. You know, he's not. You know, he doesn't forget his friends, no matter how fucking old they are, uh, and how banged up they are. So, uh, yeah, good, good, good. I mean, I don't think anybody sat here and expected Joey Janela against Toriano uh, to be a blood feud of the century. But uh, here we are. Um, I'm getting back to my TV thing. See, here's the problem. I don't really watch. I got it. Well, you know, he already (laughs) I was going to say Action Bronson. Because uh, he does like that fucking food show. Where he used to do it, and I I do enjoy that. But um, he already was—he's been involved with AEW, so he's off the table, off the table.
1: Gordon Ramsay. <sighs>
2: I love the way he describes how he cooks. Um. uh like like sh- they are very short, snappy sentences. Like rosemary in <laughs> <laughs> fish you know I mean? oven. Right sauce, right, right, right. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it's. Cinnamon on toast. It <laughs> like he's just like too- tandoori spice halibut with cucumber raita. Done. <laughs> right. Done. <laughs> right. Rubbish. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, that might be a good one. That might be a decent one. Um. Who else is out there? That is that people would know. Um. I don't know. I mean, that's that's probably a good one. That's probably that's probably one a top one. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Gordon Ramsay. I, th- I like that one a lot. Because here's the problem: there's not really a lot of like tough guys on TV. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like who's who would be a, like a like you would say like okay that's a, that's a tough guy on TV. <laughs> who?
1: Ross Kemp. These are references that only British listeners will get. <laughs> right? All the British listeners will be like, yes, Ross Kemp versus Zack Sabre Jr. Fucking
2: book it. Who's Ross Kemp? Give me the Ross Kemp.
1: Uh, he is, Where well, he used to be an actor on uh, a British soap opera called EastEnders and he was one of these characters called the Mitchell Brothers. He was Grant Mitchell was his name. Okay. and it, Him and his brother Phil Mitchell, they were like the local hard men from EastEnders. So, okay. uh, yeah.
2: All right, I'm with you then. Uh, I'll go there. Fine, and uh, Gordon Ramsay, we'll double up on the on, on the British. Let's go. Uh,
1: okay, let's get into previewing Power Struggle then. Power struggle. And let's. i just, just do a quick wrap up of the Super Junior Tag League, which I don't have the standings for, <laughs> so I will get those up. Right. I, to be honest, I like nothing. I don't have that much new to say from when we analyzed it last week. I would say, okay, let's have a look at the uh, standings here. So <sighs> I've really enjoyed the tournament. There's been some great stuff. I've said I think it's been a really good showcase for how great the, uh, the junior tag division has been this year and how they've sort of stacked that division and all the young up-and-coming talent. And I feel the stock has risen for a lot of these young guys. I thought Watto's been excellent. Titan has been great. Kevin Knight has just coming on leaps and bounds. Kosei Fujita looks like a future star. Even Yo has um, been very entertaining to watch. He's kind of almost got sort of Nakamura vibes about him. Just the way that he's mm-hmm. know, he just seems to have a lot more confidence. I, I've I've enjoyed watching him anyway. Uh, so yeah, there's been a lot of really good stuff. A lot of compelling storylines. Um, a lot of really great action. You know, if people are looking for match recommendations. I'd say. Pretty much all of the main events are worth watching. And I was hoping for a catch-two-two because the way they've been booked, it's been about uh, TJP having a neck injury, so they had a slow start. You know how they always book these New Japan tournaments where one of the early tournament favourites will go on a losing streak and then they'll chain together a load of wins and do the sort of comeback story. I thought uh, Chris Chant did an excellent job getting that over on commentary uh, and also sort of playing up Akira, he had some sort of elbow injury, I think, and how that played into the respective finishing moves of Kishida and Kevin Knight. Kishida's actually been really good in this tournament as well. Takumi has been good. Yeah. Um, yeah everyone's been shown out in this tournament, really. It, it's been really fun to watch. Um, so, catch 2 2 made it through to the final. So, I thought, yeah, that's great. You know, that's something I predicted. And, you know, we're all looking forward to seeing them get their redemption. Now, I was hoping for them to be facing El Desperado and Master Watto, who have been featured really heavily in this tournament. They've main evented most of the shows. Great chemistry. I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, this is like the New Japan version of the Bro as I've said. But it's just been very fun to watch their relationship grow and that sort of Despies growing this grudging respect for Watto and their synergy improving as a team, even their entrance becoming more. Sy- Syner- What's the yeah. adjective of synergy? That. I believe it's a synergy. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> As the week's gone. And I thought uh, catch Two versus Desper would be a fantastic showcase. This is, this is what I think your, your tournament finals in New Japan should be a showcase for that division, a celebration of the very best that division's got to offer. So someone, a casual fan who's not watched the whole tag league can dip in, back in at Power Struggle and see the best that the junior tag division has to offer. That's what I feel that the tournament final should be. Uh, Now we did have it set up with Desperato against House of Torture show and Kanemaru in the main event of today's show. And I understand the function that House of Torture served to be, I I think their perfect spot is in a semi-final, you know, just like Evil did in the G1, just there to sort of frighten you a bit, thinking, oh my God, they might make it to the final, right. but then they, they don't actually make it to the final, so there's a little bit of jeopardy there. However, they won, and they're going through to the final. Yeah. So, our Super Junior Tag League final will be Catch-2-2 against House of Torture, Show yeah. and Kanemaru. Now, to be fair to Show and they have not been terrible. They've not been doing, like, you know, full-on heavy House of Torture shtick. They've had their little shenanigan moments, but by and large, like, they've been alright. However, that's not what I want to see in a tournament final. Yeah. I really just had my heart set on catch two, two against Desper or even you could have plugged another team in there, the InterGalactic jet setters or the LIJ team, Bushy and Titan. I think there's other options you could have gone with rather than underdog baby faces trying to overcome the Darcy Hills. And I understand there is a place for that. I just, I just wish it hadn't been in the tournament final. Now looking at the power struggle lineup, let's see exactly where it is on the card. So, uh, yeah, it's the main event. Yeah.
2: It's closer to the time. Oh no, it's not. Sorry, no, it's not the main Seven, event. Right? I'm
1: looking at the wrong show. Uh no, I don't we don't have a match order yet. Oh, okay. So I can't I can't really say that. But you would expect them to get enough time. You know, they're not going to be saying, right, twelve minutes in and out, boys. Let's you know, get, like, nice and snappy. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're gonna have enough time, but I don't know. I just I, I wish they'd have gone with Desperato catch d2 I, again i understand the function that house of torture serve they do have a role but tournament finals is not it for me. yeah
2: yeah i mean here's the thing though i mean being in such a high profile spot you do have an opportunity of there being not a ton of shenanigans but you know there's going to be like you know like i can see it a mile away where it's going to be a one of those great matches that you have to find a way to disconnect yourself from it when the, the bullshit goes down. And you know what? They might go another five minutes and put on excellence. But, you know. Here's the thing,
1: though. De- I should add this, actually. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. But I think an important caveat to this discussion is that the main event from today... The Despo Watto against Kanemaru and Show match. It wasn't good. Like they, they really, they completely fucked up the finish of it. And I don't know whose fault it was. But there was a moment where Show received the Sutan Kaku German Suplex from Watto, which has been death for everyone that he's done it against, and then. Red Shoes was doing the count, and then he sort of moved as if he was expecting to be yanked out of the ring, but no one yanked him out of the ring. Oh. And then, when we'll commentary, they saying, "Oh, show kicked out. No one's kicked out of it before." And then, show did the uh, Watto did another move. The, I can't remember which one it was. The, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But then he was yanked out of the ring. It was just really messy and sloppy. And to be fair, that doesn't happen too often. But it's just the sort of stuff that yeah. you don't want to see in the main event that is wrapping up a tournament that I've really enjoyed. Like 90% of it has been really fun to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they fucked it all up at
2: the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to do that kind of shit and usually to be truthful, if, if you're, if, if we're, you know, we're looking at house of torture and all the bullshit they pull off. I would say the majority of the time they they hit their spots but yeah yeah I mean if you're going to have a fucked up finish like that you got to you got to be there for your fucking spot uh and if you're not that's what you get you get glaring nonsense glaring oopsies um yeah look I sometimes I think I and I when I say I I mean we I'm speaking for you and I'm speaking for a whole group, group of people um that have similar mindsets um
1: like speaking for the entire nation of japan
2: not japan per se i'm going to speak for people who might listen to this particular podcast uh, and others of the same kind of mindset the the point is that i lost it (laughs) I've completely lost what I was going to say. I am getting so old. My brain is mush. My brain's mush. It's an absolute... You know how people, normal people like Shibata can have their brain taken out and put back in and everything's fine? I can't. I can't have that. I feel like you have to scrape my brain off the side of my skull and then put it on.
1: Uh, Great flashbacks to watching Saw X on Halloween. There you go. (laughs) That was... That was great fun.
2: Now you're talking. Um I forget my point. But let's I was put watching it
1: that way. being like, oh, that's just a normal Tuesday for me, removing my own brain. <laughs> right, right, Um I do that before I go to sleep every night. I have to leave it in a, a jar. It
2: I swear to God, day. I feel I wish I could. I wish I could rinse it in some way because there's so much just <sighs> all right, I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh so I I got put on new Uh, ADHD medication and uh, it didn't, I don't, I'm not reacting well to it. (laughs) I'm not, I'm very, what are
1: the the negative side effects?
2: Um, So I get like just instant uh, rain clouds. You know what I mean? Like I just like, just, just if the smallest thing goes wrong, it's a fucking disaster. The Smallest thing, and and unfortunately, I've had some. There you go.
1: People can't complain about the podcast being negative because it's not our fault. It's not it's my fault. Medication.
2: I have a disability. So
1: so if me. you complain, you're canceled.
2: <laughs> uh, you're right. If and if you're right, if you complain, you're canceled. Uh, I have a disability and I uh demand accommodations to be made. Um, yeah, it just makes me feel fucking like, like just instantly, oh, everything sucks. And then um, uh, very snippy and you know very uh, uh, like on edge. Very, I think the word I like to use is fragile, fragile, uh, like a baby in your arms. Be gentle. You know that song, Depeche Mode. Um, by the way, that was a good concert
1: on the House of Torture match.
2: Right. Uh, okay. So again, House of Torture. Uh, oh, oh yeah. well, first, medication. It stinks. I got to get new ones because this, this, I can't live like this. Um, but the second point is.
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> just looking forward to next week's podcast when you get medication that's working for you. And power struggle is quite good. And we're like, yeah, we're New
2: Japan's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, Damon must have good medicine now. <laughs> Something must be fucking clicking in that mush out of his. Super bipolar cast. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Uh, No joke. It sucks because like, like I'm at the point where I am, I'm trying to learn new things. Like I'm trying to learn um, a lot of the stuff that i talked about before. Um, And it's just like, it just, I feel like I have to constantly read the same fucking thing over and over again. And what sucks is that like, I look, I know people will disagree with this, but I don't feel like I'm dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I'm stupid, but I feel stupid because I can't fucking there's a, there's a disconnect between like, if you were take to take my brain and cut it in half, uh, like there's some divider that doesn't allow the back of my brain to communicate well with the front of my brain. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. Um, and I just got to make that fit anyway. Enough about me and my sad sack life. Um, House of Torture, speaking of sad sack, um, I guess my point is this. There's a very good possibility that this match will be great. Now you got to turn off your brain for like two or three minutes and then like the home stretch might be good or you're going to have to turn off your brain to the very end. Um, I'm predicting a catch 2-2 win though. I I um, I think House of Torture will be foiled, I hope, because boy, oh boy. Here's the problem, I I I think, I think they win, and you're going to see them opening match. I really do. At Wrestle Kingdom.
1: What well, catch two two against War Dogs?
0: Mm-mm,
2: mm-mm. No, I think it's going to be House of Torture, don't you?
1: Oh, they can't do House of Torture
2: against the War Dogs. Why not? No
1: way. Anyway.
2: You don't Is think so? Really heel versus heel? So what? I mean, and and here's the thing. Do you really consider House of Torture Bullet Club? Yes, you do. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel they're anywhere even close to being in the same faction. I think they're completely different.
1: Well, I, I just think Catch Two Two winning is the more compelling narrative for the. Um,
2: uh, I'm I'm in. Games. Like, trust me, I think that match would be fantastic. Or imagine this. I find a way to fucking do a three-way. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we can never rule that one out. Yeah, but um, yeah. Again, Catch the Two versus War Dogs would be a perfectly serviceable and, and exciting yep. opener for for Wrestle Kingdom. So let's hope that's the direction. Um, okay, what else have we got from the uh, the old Power Struggle? Then, uh, so again, we don't have a full lineup here, but I'll just go with what we've got. We've got the Frontier Zone, uh, where we get these showcase matches from other Japanese promotions, where we've got. I think it's some Dragon Gate guys. Mochizuki Jr., Yoshiki Kato, and Strong Machine J against three mystery opponents. Uh, well, I don't know what order to do this in. Uh, we've got. I'll just do the order. Yeah, on the web, like, who cares? Right. Uh, this will probably be the main event IWGP US UK Heavyweight Championship match. Challenger showed to Uberloat, taking on at the champion Will Ospreay. Ah, uh, man. this.
2: Come on. What are you doing? Well, how are you gonna...
1: Shota, Man, you can't have Shota losing four matches to Osprey and then Osprey leaves. Right. You can't do that. That's promotional malpractice. Now, admittedly, not all four of those matches were in a, a pure New Japan ring, but enough of them have been to where I think that would be a real problem. Like that would leave a, a bad taste in my mouth if Shota just loses again and then Osprey's gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that would be just look. Let's put it this way. If if Will wins, which he shouldn't, but if he does and he goes into Wrestle Kingdom, then we know we know where this is going, right? We know this is like mock central and you know, away we go. Um I really feel like if like if 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 Will loses, I think it I mean there's then there's no doubt that he's leaving, one. But two, like to me, that's the value. Like everything like everything that you've built will Osprey to be you're you're wasting. <laughs> like you're wasting everything. Because you have to be able to put over these young guys if these stars are leaving. Have to. Um, And it means nothing to have that done at Wrestle Kingdom. It really doesn't. It means more here. Can we all agree with that? Like it means more to everyone, to everyone that it happens here. I hope and pray. I hope and pray that it does. Because if not, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I would, lo, I, I would, here's the thing. I know Will Ospreay loves this game, loves pro wrestling, and understands pro wrestling. Right. I'm I'm gonna go so far as to say that the guy has a has a strong pro wrestling mind. I'm not saying he's fucking Jerry Lawler, or I'm saying he's, you know, whatever. Um pick old school territory pro wrestling knowledge guy. Like but what I am saying is that he's smart enough to know his value and he's smart enough to know what losing at power struggle would mean to not only a guy who we need to find a way to boost. We need a guy to not go over against him. We need a guy to have some juice going into wrestle kingdom. Like there's value and that value. So what is wrestling juice at wrestle kingdom? (laughs) No, silly goose. Um, but, you know, like, him losing to Mox at Wrestle Kingdom, if, in fact, that's the direction we're going, is really means nothing. And, in fact, is a fart in church when it comes to the overall value that he brings. I'm talking about Will. Like, like if he, he knows this, is what I'm saying. So I'm going to trust him to say, you know what? I probably should be lying down here. I probably should. Give him some of, you know, transfer some of this over to a guy who needs to be a star. We'll see if that happens. Um, Fingers crossed. I I truly believe it should happen. Do I think it will happen? Here's the problem. And I think this is the major thing of my kind of being down on New Japan. Is that I don't have confidence that they're going to do that. I don't have confidence that they'll do that. That's 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 maybe one of the more <sighs> sad things of about the state of New Japan pro wrestling is that me as a fan, I'm not confident enough that they they will do that. I mean, you know, if they're smart, they would. I'm not confident. I'll ask you again, Devin. Who
1: who who did uh, Jay White put over in his final New Japan match on his way out? Yeah.
2: Wasn't it Eddie Kingston, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, Hikaleo got the can't wrestle in Japan. But, yeah, the final fucking nail in the coffin was Eddie Kingston. It's – it's come, come on. Look, I will be – I will be so much happy.
1: <laughs> it's going to be Wrestle Kingdom, Will Ospreay. Defending the U.S. title against Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's <laughs> finally the guy to defeat Osprey.
2: <laughs> Trent Barretta. Um I hope. Like, I really feel like I don't want to put too much stock into this match from a fan perspective and where the company is heading. He, uh, this has to happen. If this doesn't happen, Joel... On a scale of one to a million, where would you sit with this company if Will Ospreay gets a clean pinfall at Power Struggle?
1: I'd have to wait and see what the follow-up is. If the follow-up is Ospreay versus Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom, then I could be really angry. Yeah. and I've said it before, but again, I'm not going to really all of that again, but for all the reasons we've laid out, that will just be fucking brain dead.
2: Yep. It would be brain dead. Give me a, give me your feeling. Give me a, give me a scale of one to ten. How do you feel? How Winner. How confident am yeah. I that they're the, going to do the right the, thing?
1: The shirt is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's hope more than expectation. I'd say about a four. <laughs> right.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like that's exactly what the fuck I'm saying. Like I've never in my entire life have rooted so hard in my mind for Will Ospreay to lose. You know what I mean, and if he doesn't, okay, good.
1: Okay, A d- different scenario here. Okay, let's say Osprey wins. Yeah, then after the match, he's doing his interview, and he gets attacked from behind by David Finley. <laughs> and then it's Finley versus Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom, and Finley is the person who beats Osprey, and takes that title. Um, I'm not saying this is good or what I want. I'm just throwing this out there. How would you react to that? Because is that something that could you could see happening?
2: Um, I, I mean, i I could see it happening. Um, would I be thrilled with that? I, let's put it this way: I would be more thrilled with that because at least it's serving New Japan's interest. At least there's that would I would I pick David Finley as that being that person well I mean you instantly give him a shot of adrenaline that's for sure um and it does breathe a little bit of life into what I think is beyond the corpse when it comes to bullet club leadership and it being anything special um so I'll, I'll, I will I will say that I'm I'm a, I'm it's not my plan A, but okay. I mean, at least it serves New Japan's interest a little bit more. Um, Shota's got to be the guy. He's got to win here. I, I I'm going to say it. He's got to win, and if he doesn't, I, I just don't know what this company's that fucking thinking. I just don't. And 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 again, if there's going to be an angle at the end of that match and somebody New Japan centric. Jumps, but I, okay. I, I that that would, that would make it a little bit more, you know, easier to swallow. But um, you're right there. Why not give the guy to fucking win. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know, there's no need to have. He's and, ready for it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's. We got it. Mass is going to be great. There's no one in that promotion that has enough star power minus a Tanahashi, Okada, Naito, that. Putting over someone m- means as much, right? Um, and again, this is the opportunity to, to do it. Um, so fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed, because if not, I, I got a strange feeling they're going with Mox at Wrestle Kingdom. And
1: well, it's, it's not a strange feeling. I mean, the, the, all the signs are pointing that way, yeah. Uh- Casey Day says, "Am I reading too much into the Great O'Khan and show to Osprey matches leading to Mox Osprey two at the Dome?" So mm-hmm. that brings us on to the next match to discuss, which is this singles match with Great O'Khan versus John Moxley, because you would imagine Mox is going to beat Great O'Khan, and if he's beating a United Empire guy, that would suggest that he is then going to face another United Empire guy. Now it could be someone else, you know. Maybe we're going to get a big Mox against Henao match at the <laughs> Dome, or Mox versus. Jeff Cobb or Mox versus Callum Newman. However, th- that is the, the the thing that's making me scared here. The fact that he's wrestling Great O'Conn, Yeah. that's why yeah. there is a legitimate concern about Mox versus Osprey. But, you know, we've discussed that to death. How are you feeling about Mox versus Great O'Con? Uh, you,
2: you you laid it out, exactly the fears that you have or the fears that I have, right? Great O'Con has done nothing to give you any glimmer of hope that he would get the win. Um,
1: well, what about him repeatedly talking up a, a title challenge against MJF? Give me percentage chance of Great Khan beating Jon Moxley oh, yeah. at Power Struggle yeah. and then going on to challenge MJF for the AW title at Wrestle Kingdom and losing, right? You know, I'm not going
2: to go crazy with this prediction, but odds of that happening. Um, Greta Khan MJF, <laughs> I mean. Could you imagine MJF? <laughs> <to> tell you. <laughs> um,
1: Stick him in the uh, the comedy KOPW battle Royale. We'll be right at home there. Yeah,
2: I would say that. I I don't. I can't imagine that happening. That I can't imagine happening, but I mean, you would be spoon feeding him a guy that you know he can definitely get a win at Wrestle Kingdom again. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be n- no harm, no foul to anyone. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see Mox getting pinned by Great Ocon I just. I just don't say it. I, I mean, I, this this screams ocon looking at the lights. Right? I mean, it just <laughs> screams it. But. Hey, listen. Maybe, maybe this is all just a big fucking swerve a and we, uh, and we, and we bite into it, hook, line, and sinker, and we're all laughing at this. Come January fourth, I don't think that's going to happen,
1: though. Right. Also, on power struggle, <laughs> uh, we've got our singles match, tangler against David Finley. So again, that that's another one where you know New Japan don't put. Well, usually don't put non-title singles matches on shows for no reason. Usually yeah. the winner of that will end up challenging for something, which is why I'm looking at this thinking David Finley is going to be challenging someone for something later on in the show. And it could very well be the winner of the main event. It could be Shota versus Finley. Maybe it's Shota defending the UK-US title against Finlay at Wrestle Kingdom. That's a possibility. Finlay might win that. I don't know. But yeah. Tangela versus Finlay, that seems like a comfortable Finlay win and then Finlay goes on to challenge for something.
2: Yep. I think you are a thousand percent correct. Yes. That's that's what that's, that's, uh, that um, I think is happening. Yeah. What do you think he's challenging for then? <sighs> Who's going to put me to sleep first? Um, he's challenging for... Never doesn't make sense. Um, there's nothing, I mean, maybe that he's, you know, upset that he lost it and he wants it back. Maybe I doubt that to be the case, though. Um, that it feels like a loss to move up. So, I mean, you don't only have a couple choices, right? It's not going to be the world title, right? Um, obviously, because we got Naito and Sonata. Um, Unless Finley gets in there for th- a nice little three way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's, this is what makes this cu- this card quite intriguing because I'm looking at Finley and I'm thinking looking at Mox and I think one of them is challenging the winner of Shota versus Osprey yeah. and the other one feels like the odd man out. I don't know what they'd be doing, and yeah, as I've laid out, I think the most interesting option for Wrestle Kingdom is Shota going into that as U.S. champion, but I think I would. Settle a, a, as a, a distant second, but still second. Osprey versus Finlay, you know, maybe him finally giving Finlay that consensus match of the year candidate. That's everyone's. Oh yeah, Finley's actually quite good, and Finlay wins the title, and then gets some rough from that beating Osprey at the Tokyo Dome. But way at the bottom is is Osprey mocks. Here's
2: here's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Here's what I'm afraid of with that. So again, it's Will Osprey. And you know he's going to want to go out with a bang and 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 make people remember, and because that's just the way he's he's cut. Um, you're putting David Finley in a spot <gasps> to deliver. You're right.
1: I've just thought of something. uh Oh, we know Osprey is wrestling, gay kid. Yeah, who is Finley's stablemate?
2: You you don't think they would do that, do you?
1: Well, I'm saying Osprey facing Kid would feed into an Osprey versus Finley yeah. Wrestle keeping narrative, wouldn't it?
2: It it would. Boy, it would. Um, yeah, you bring up an interesting point. You bring it. Look, I think, I think, I think it's a no brainer. That in some okay, way, so shape, it's or Osprey, form. Finley, and yeah. then
1: and then Shota Mox at Wrestle Kingdom. I
2: wouldn't have a problem Shota with that. Mox is just a non-title match. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, Shota and and Mox is is the is is the interesting and intriguing match. Um, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if we go that route, Finley Osprey. That makes a lot of sense. Actually,
1: it's got to go 0-4 against Osprey, and I don't like that. Ugh, okay, well, whatever. This is this is interesting. I'll give it that. Like, yes. there's a lot of uncertainty, and I'm it, I will be excited going into power struggle. So, for all my sort of grumbling, I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, this is this is dra- dramatic for me.
2: You know what? You're right. You know what? You're right because. You, you, it can easily be hand waved, but if if you really want to get into the into the into the weeds, yeah there's 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 some interesting stuff there. Yes, I will I will concede that. So I won't jump off a fucking bridge if Shoda doesn't get a one two three here um, because what you proposed is not only a well thought out, but B uh, very possible, very possible. Everything that you laid out there—that scenario, Gabe Kid, Will beating him, Finley gets involved somehow. That's your match. Shota mocks. I'm I'm into that. I'm into that. I, th- I I would I would I would have, not only no problem with that. I think that's a, that's a see, uh, but it, it, that's a New Japan win, right? That to me that's that's a. Situation where New Japan's coming out looking good, feeling good. Now, if Shota can get a fucking win over Mox, now we're talking. We'll see if that happens. But, but I, I, I will say this: what you did was a. Uh, you made power struggle that much more interesting to me, and B, um, it does add a little extra stakes. You know, like I will be watching intently. Not only from a a I do a podcast and I need to get out my pen and paper and critique, but from a fan perspective, I could I could I I'm, I'm into it now. I'm not even now I'm into it more than I was. So yeah, you, they should hire you
1: dude. genuinely for for show to Osprey. If if Shoto gets the win, I'm gonna be like jumping off my sofa, like yeah. I watch you I'll ask the win a match I again it's not because I dislike Will Osprey, I think he's great, I think he's the best wrestler in the world, but just for for all the reasons we've laid out now, there's a huge amount of emotional investment for both of us in seeing Shota Umano win this match, which you know that's what you want being a pro wrestling fan, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. So I so so maybe we're the fucking dummies and they had this all along that would be great i love being wrong in this i would love it um it gives me no confidence i don't have much confidence in what we laid out because every time we do this job and i say every time we do this it never pans out um but that would be i mean it's it let's put it this way it's there for the taking it's absolutely there for the taking. And I think that might be the most frustrating part about this whole thing is that it is there for the taking. And if they don't do it, you throw your hands in the fucking air and you're like, well, I mean, in five minutes off the top of our heads, we came up with a scenario that is a thousand times better than what, what you're delivering here. So uh, 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 if we can figure it out, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll figure it out. And hopefully we go any one of those scenarios would be perfect.
1: Uh, Morning pro Rest says if Osprey is leaving post Wrestle Kingdom but not losing the belt to Shota, who would better benefit from the rub of finally beating go. him for it at Wrestle Kingdom? One of New Japan's young guys, Uemura, Suji, narrative, Great Again, etc., or a junior heavyweight finally making the jump to heavy Hirami death speed Yeah, I, I feel I've covered that. I think you know, let's let's David Finley, let's, let's give him one more chance. This, yeah, to
2: this is it though. But yeah, give him some
1: proper belts to work with. This is it. Yeah, last chance to move for him. uh We also have a power struggle, Yuya Uemura. And Sanada against Yotosuji and Tetsuya Naito, and Eric says, is that the most handsome matchup in the history of pro wrestling. Now, look, Yuya and Sanada, like, objectively gorgeous. Yeah. Yotosuji and Tetsuya Naito, they, I don't think they are... I mean, they're obviously very, very good looking, but... Are they? In terms of... Well, yeah, because they're you know muscular and cool and sexy, uh-huh. but okay. I don't think they don't have the sort of classic... Matinee no. good looks of uh, Uemura and a Sanada. So, but what they do have is riz, as the kids would say. I'm sorry. You know, when Yota Suzuki came in as a, a young lad. He looked weird. He's got kind of like a, a big a mouth. Weird, weird Let's beard. be honest here. Yeah, he's got a massive yeah, mouth. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Naito's got the words of gummy chair, the receding hairline. Yeah. But the fact they've got so much riz that um, Eric thinks this, this could be the most handsome matchup in the history of pro wrestling. I don't think it is.
2: Are you, um, you saying jizz or what are you saying? Riz. Riz. What is that? Yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's a slang <laughs> Why term you for skill. It? In, it's it's a slang term for skill in charming or seducing a potential romantic partner, especially through verbal communication.
2: Okay, so he's got a charm. Typically
1: used the exact same way as the older slang term game.
2: Yeah. Okay. He's got game. Okay. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. Riz, huh? Okay. I don't like riz. Have we got the riz? He's got he's got Rizzo from Greece. Got it. You <laughs> 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 stretched that one up. <laughs> I think.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I don't have a huge amount to say about this. Yeah. Hopefully, it will uh, get me excited for wrestling in the match, which uh, I want to be excited about. Uh, yeah, I'll give them a chance. But uh, now, I suppose it makes things a little bit uncertain because I thought Shingo and Suji would be nailed on for World Tag League participation, but now Shingo is a never champion. That's right. I don't know if he will take part in World Tag League. Sure. So
2: again what does that what does that leave Suji to do? I don't know. No, no, no. Put them together. That'd be, that be that's you're fine with that. Suji's gonna lie down a lot, but yeah. Um and I don't know if you want that, but um No. I don't want that. I don't want it either, but but it, again what these will they be setting something up, like yeah. a, yes. a uh and
1: Suji singles Program here,
2: yeah, or you know, whoever Too early for that, yeah, or whoever you know, uh, Shingo title defense when he gets past Trent Beretta <laughs> of all people, where well, he loses to Trent, and then that oh, frees right. him up for World Tag League, yeah, 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 um, Tony, yeah, Tony Khan, TK, uh, yeah, no, um, I can't, but yeah, that I mean, that's World Tag League helps set up those little programs, so. I think, I think we'll see them in Tag League. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that.
1: Uh, we also have the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match with Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Katsushiko Okada defending against the challenger team from TMDK, Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, Zack Sabre Jr. So uh, UFC says who's next to hold the Never Six-Man title. So as we get closer and closer to Wrestle Kingdom, and we think, we suspect that, Okada will be in a singles match. We've got another question about that. Actually, if there's multiple aces, if Danielson can't wrestle Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, who do you want to see Raymaker face? I mean, yeah. maybe it's
2: Claudio Castagnoli. I don't know, but that match is the dude, here. that match is cursed. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's one of those matches that what is, is just fucking cursed. Um, what, what what was wrong with with Brian Danielson? What, what was it? Shoulder?
1: What? I think he broke his orbital bone against. <laughs> Andrade or something. But anyway, I, I digress. Do you think TMDK win the never six-man like, Do we need to get them off this Ishi Tanahashi, Okada team before Wrestle Kingdom?
2: Yes, we do. Because uh, um, I think it would be a sin to have him not in a singles match. Tanahashi, it would be, but we all know the situation there. Um, and even, to a certain degree, Ishii. Um, so, OK, the, I guess the, the big challenge is, OK, so if we do get the titles off of them, then then what do we do with the other guys? Um,
1: I would But so if it's this TMDK team like Zach already holds the TV title. Right.
2: So then. Well, that's that's the problem is that there's this is exactly why there's too many fucking belts there's too many titles (laughs) you know what i mean i mean typically they've not really
1: defended these six-man titles at wrestle Kingdom in recent history i know they always used to do the never six-man gauntlet match which i quite liked you know that was a way of cramming everyone onto the show but i think it's been a while since they've done that so i don't think necessarily holding these titles means you are going to be defending them at tokyo dome So point yeah that doesn't preclude zach from winning here so they, they could very well win. It would be nice to see Shane and Mikey get some titles. For oh, yeah. here. Amazing. I don't see it. Do you see it? Uh no. I I I really like the Ishi Tanahashi Okada team. I
2: think there's more juice in that. Me too. Me too. Uh but I I think A, I don't know who who you put in a ring with, with Okada. Um unfortunately I think you almost have to. How how about this? Is this crazy? How about okada Zach? Is
1: it? Uh, am I dreaming this up? Is Did Ishii say he's going to challenge for the TV title? Or Zack uh, invited Ishii to challenge for I mean, for he might, he might have. i
2: you know? feeling that happened. Maybe. I mean, either one of those two, I think, would be m- more than fine. I kind of like the idea of Okada a little bit. okada Zack. I mean, I don't know if the fucking TV title is beneath him. But imagine him in like f- little 15 minute sprints. What, the dope?
1: Yeah. Oh, I no. mean, I, th- I think the direction for Okada, they're clearly trying to get the Danielson match. And...
2: Well, okay, that ain't oh.
1: happening, right?
2: Mox, maybe? Okada Mox. Oh, come on. Really? No. I, I don't want to see it. That's a waste. To me, that's a waste. Mm. I, I just think there's two completely different styles. I'm not feeling it. How about Kenny? I'll
1: kind of Kenny for the dome. Yeah, uh, they could do. I suppose I would do that. No, so I feel that's a match that they might want to save for a big US show. <sighs> Come
2: on, that would sell a lot of tickets. We we need stuff in the dome here. How many? Who's Dave? Wrestled. I've heard the tickets are selling quite well for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I know. Look, well, I mean, look, the doors are open. I mean, people are allowed to get there, Um, and I know there's probably a ton of first timers, right? That are going to, you know, that have been waiting a long time to get there. I'm sure. Um, I wonder. I'm curious as to what the count is in. There are matches like, like, is it like 3 2 or 2 2? Or I, I don't know. I wonder what that is. I think that's still still a marquee money match. Kenny and, and, Kada and Kenny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's two wins for Kenny, one win for Okada, okay. and a draw.
2: Oh, oh, and a draw. All right. I mean, what do you say? What do you say? Uh,
1: I can't see it, but I think it would be a very serviceable semi a co main event. Yeah. Tokyo I,
2: I saw somebody suggest Never Six Man t- Ishii, Tanahashi, Okada against Kenny and the Bucks.
1: That might have been me. I oh, don't... was that you? I, I, it might have been. I, I like that. I think that's that's a, a good idea. Yeah, all right.
2: I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think the match will be fucking spectacular, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's curious. We, we we don't have that long to go. It's November fucking 2nd. <sighs> a lot of questions. A lot of stuff in the air. I think things will start getting interesting real soon.
1: I've talked myself into being more excited for right now. Me too. All uh, right. We've got one more match for Power Struggle that's been announced to preview, and that is the Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Hiromu defending against Taiji Ishimori, uh, which is a match that I think is easy to hand with because we've seen it a lot. But the ceiling on that match is extremely high. Like that's match of the year kind of stuff. And they've had several in the past that have been outstanding. Uh-huh. So I don't want to dismiss this one. I know it's not the most exciting match, but I think Ishimori's got a point to prove. I don't necessarily think he's going to win. I don't think he will win. But Hiromu, I think, is having a really great year. Like, this title reign, the discourse about it has become occupied with, is he going to break the record, rather than, these matches are fantastic. And I feel that's a little bit unfair on Hiromu. And I think this is going to be another feather in his cap for sort of having a quiet case for not necessarily being wrestler of the year, but certainly junior of the year and certainly it being in for a shout at possibly top five for new Japan singles wrestler of the year. Yeah. Um, in terms of wrestle kingdom programs, I don't know, like maybe Mike Bailey, they might finally have the, the singles match there, but, um, I think this is going to be, Hirobin retaining, but I think it's going to be a lot better than a lot of people think it will be.
2: I do too. I hope let's put it this way. You, you mentioned the ceiling and the ceiling is definitely high. Right, it has the potential of being one of, if not the, match of the night. It also has the potential of being very, as the kids would say, not Riz, but mid. Right, it does have that potential, uh, which which does has me have me a little bit concerned. Um, and that's and that's a, like he's just like this weird thing with Ishimori where you don't, you don't know what you're going to get now. Singles matches, big spotlight against a, an opponent, opponent that he's worked many times. Hiromu who's having a, again, an outstanding year as well. I think um, I would tend to lean toward this being great, right? More great than good. Um, and if it is in the, in the great realm, you, you're we're going through this show this is a fucking juicy show this we're is so a, back yeah we're back <laughs> right. my medication kicked in um we're so back <laughs> we're so back uh but it does have this like if if they have a great match this this could be a really fucking outstanding show um yeah, I think but I think it's uh Takahashi winning uh continuing the streak. And then I guess the question is raised, yeah, what do do they do with the dome? Do they have a special challenger? Who would that what would that look like? Who would that be? Um can I ask, can I ask you a question? And I, it, it is off the beaten path a little bit, but um I read somewhere that things seem to be somewhat patched up between new Japan pro wrestling and one Kota Ibushi. Would you take a chance on him? I know you
1: don't watch AW. Have you seen him wrestle recently?
2: Um, yeah, I saw him in that clusterfuck. Uh, yeah, he looked a little off, but I'm sure he has plenty of, of ring rust. um, he, but he didn't look good, did he?
1: No. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning towards... I think we've seen the best of him. I don't think he is going to get close to being the wrestler that he was at his peak for New Japan. So uh, that doesn't interest me, personally. Sorry.
2: All right. What about his mom? You want to bring his mom in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing but great things to say of my
1: experiences. Yeah, she's a lovely lady. Sounds like
2: it. Sounds like a, She sounds like a real sweetie. I bet she makes a good fucking tonkatsu. Right? Yes. like that. She's got a secret recipe for tonkatsu
1: sauce. Oh. She won't tell anyone. She's got some secret ingredients she puts in it, yeah. which elevates it above all other tonkatsu sauces.
2: <laughs> Reminds me of that Simpsons episode with the sawdust. Do I taste cinnamon? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, are we done? Can I? Can I go watch some fucking Maple Leafs hockey? Talk to my wife. Yeah, we're done. All right. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs> that's it. We're, that's how we're closing. All right, no, no we, we're dropping the. We're oh yeah, we are. The plugs. All all right, Do it, do it, now, it now, on the count games. of three. <laughs> do it on the count of three. Ready? Go. One, two. Five. Oh, sorry. I, I gotta <laughs> count it Ready? I'm gonna count down, then you say goodbye. Ready? One, two, three. Goodbye.
0: and wrestling's place within general pop culture. And we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Craich and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes.